You think it's just five guys between you and that rim? Try 500. Because for every guy you beat, there's a hundred more out there with your same five, working on your same moves, all trying to steal your glory. So if you want to be the one and only, and not just one of many, give that extra ounce. It might just be the one that all the others don't. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the Staley and English Show. I'm Coach English, and with me is my main man, as always, Coach Josh Staley. Josh, how you doing over there? I'm doing well, man. Um, as always, God is good. I'm very excited about our, our special guest today, um, Mr. Micah Kurtz. I'm going to let him introduce himself. Um, he's currently our strength coach at AC Floor High School, who I sincerely believe is the um, best in the business. I'm going to let him say a little bit, talk to us. Yeah, appreciate you guys having me on. Excited to be with you guys, two guys that I look up to, and honored to work with you, Coach Staley and Coach English. I know you're one of the best in business, so appreciate you guys inviting me to be on today. Well, I, what I, I got a question for you, Coach Kurtz. Like, how can I steal you from AC Florida? That's what I need to know. Because <laughs> Josh has had you for way too long, and I need to steal you away. That's all I need to know. Hey. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I mean, the longer you're in this business, the longer I've been in this business, I mean, it's all about it's all about who you work with. And one of the reasons that I've stayed at AC Floor for so long is because of great coaches that I get to work with. And so it's awesome to work with Coach Staley, but uh, Coach Staley ever leaves and takes a college job, I'll, I'll be calling you up to see, see if you got a spot for me. No, that's no problem. Well, I would like to say this is the first introduction we've had without a Florida State or uh, Redskin reference, um, and I uh, I actually appreciate that, Josh. Thank you very much. I mean, uh, Florida State hasn't been playing. You know, God bless everyone who went through um, Hurricane Irma. I hope um, everyone's okay. Um, prayers out to the families that um, lost loved ones. And um, it's just not a whole lot for me to say about the Redskins right now. Um, I'm, I'm just humbled. We, we're not very good. Uh, we didn't win the first week, but hopefully we can steal something today. But I expect... Um, brother Michael Kurtz to be a regular on this show but I didn't know you had an ulterior motive to try to get my strength coach I, I'm just that's, I, I, that's all the, I did was ask a question the, that's the case I mean know? but all I did was ask a question you know, that's, I, that's a legitimate question that's not a question man it sounds like a plot <laughs> to me that's, that's how y'all that was a legitimate that's question that's how y'all up, to, up top um, guys are, <laughs> no, see right? here we go with that now. Everything, we always got to go back to the up top thing I don't understand yeah but um, let's let's um, let's do a recap. little recap. Yeah, uh, we had uh, we talked about last uh, week. last week. We did program building, you know, building from the bottom up, uh, making sure that your kids uh, that you that you form a good base uh, for your program. Uh, we also talked about playing time, uh, one of the toughest things I think that a coach has to deal with. Uh, etiquette from coaching parents and kids standpoint. Uh, we also talked about transfer, uh, uh, what we call the epidemic of our day right now. Um, and uh, uh, we also talked about social media and how kids and parents uh, need to conduct themselves as well as coaches on uh, social media. Right, right. Um, I would like to hear real quick before we get into today's topic, what, what is um, Coach Kurt's stance on playing time and things like that? Playing time? I mean... A lot goes off of what you guys talked about last week. I mean, I was 
listened to your show and it was awesome last week. And I mean, it's at the end of the day, it is on the kid to earn to earn the coach's trust. It's on the coach to earn the ch the kid's trust, so that you develop a relationship so so strong between the player and the coach that they can handle the truth and they understand why the, if they're playing they understand why they're playing if they're not playing they understand why they're not playing and they understand because you've developed such a strong relationship with the athlete that they know that you have their best interest in heart they know that you're honest with them they know that they trust your guidance and um and if they believe in you and they know you believe in them then then when you tell them why you're not playing they're going to understand that and they're going to understand what they need to do to be able to change their game and be able to get on the court and, and help the team win yeah i agree i mean floor we have a unique situation where um basically kids are hit from all three angles like you, we got an unbelievable strength program um we have very strong academics and we would like to think we have um, strong athletic programs and so kids have the opportunity to get better from every angle. And like you said, they, they dictate whether they're on the floor or not. Um, I don't know many suicidal um, coaches who will put their career on the line not playing the best players, not playing the guys who put on the floor. But I just wanted to get your um, point on that before we got into today's um, topic. Yeah, and, yeah and, and everybody, I mean, obviously kids are going to be biased that they're better than they, they, they are and they're, they're in their – their parents a lot of time are going to be biased, but mm -hmm. I mean it's on us as coaches to to develop that trust and that relationship with those kids and those parents so that they 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 believe in you and they know that you want the best for them. Yeah. So see that went back to something that uh, Josh said last week. Uh, he said um, it's about being honest. It's about looking in the mirror and saying, okay, well, am I really doing everything I'm supposed to be doing? Am I if I'm not that good, if I can't shoot, am I working on the ability to shoot? Uh, 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 if I can't dribble, <laughs> am I am I working on that ability to dribble? And I think that that's where it gets lost. We talked about the fact that a lot of people can't reflect upon themselves and see the weaknesses that they have, so that they can work forward. And that's a I think that's a huge part of it, as well as and and that would make the parent more honest because if the kid goes, well, my you know. I, 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 I didn't go left when I was supposed to go right. I went left when I was supposed to go right. Or, you know, I, I don't feel comfortable with my ability to shoot. You know, I, I need to get better first and then maybe I'll see the playing time. Now, the parent would take that in and go, either they'll still, either they'll either change the child, try to change the child's mind about how they feel, or they'll embrace it. But I think they're more likely to embrace it if the child becomes more honest with themselves. Yeah, I think it's, it's big um, to bring it to a close. I think the hows have to be way more important than the what's. Like mm -hmm. I watch um, Coach Kurtz teach a kid how to um, how to do a hand clean. And, and yeah, the kid did it. He did what Coach Kurtz told him to do, but did how did you do it? Did you do it with the mindset to get stronger? Did you do it with the with the with the vibe to really focus on this is going to help me be a much more explosive athlete or you just did it because it was up on the board you know so the house it's not what you do it's how you do it and that's what a lot of people struggle with they can say well i came to every workout coach so i did what i was supposed to do but how did you do it you know did you kill every rep or did you find yourself going 60 percent hard in um in the reps but 
We're not going to get too deep into that because that's conversations that can go <laughs> yeah. on forever. 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 We only got right. about 45 to an hour right. for this show. Right. So, 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 so it's layers. But um, today's topic, um, I think, is very important because as coaches, um, you know, we always find ourselves playing a role as of, of, of role models. So today's topic is we're going to talk about role models in sports, um, towing the lines between coaching and winning. And um, I'm going to let – I'm going to open the floor up to you guys, man, take turns on, like, what, how, how do you feel your role is as a role model as a coach? Well, first off, I think you got to – what the behavior – that you want your kids to emulate, you have to emulate. Whatever it is that you want your basketball, whatever whatever you coach, whatever you coach, uh, uh, whatever it is you want your kids to be, do you want them to be positive members in, in society? Do you want to, do you want them to be kids that value faith? Do you want them to be kids that grow up to value family? Um, whatever it is that you want, you know, do you want them to be good fathers? You know, Josh, the one thing about you that is huge is shoot just son stay in the gym with you you know can't no one can say that you don't you're, you're not around your kids or your kids are not around you my kids are at the gym <laughs> every day you know they get off they, they, they get picked up from daycare and they're straight to the gym with me you know um so the, the the kids and then your kids develop relationships with your your um with your players and they look up to your players and your players feel a sense of, oh, man, now I can't act a certain way because now I can't curse because Coach Son is over here. Right. You know, you know, and, and that's that's showing them how to be a father and, you know, how to be. They don't know what's going on behind closed doors. They don't. But they, they see what they see is you being a good father. You know what I mean? And, and they see. So I think that it if you're doing it right. You don't really have to. You don't really have to call the line between being a good mentor and winning because you. Something that was said to me when I first got the Denmark job, was, uh, you know what your first job is to do, and I said, yeah, coach, you gotta win games, and uh, I was having a conversation with Coach Gates, and he said, no, 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 no. He said your first job, is to make sure, that you produce. Great young men. He said, if you are working at everything you can do to create great young men first, then making sure they're graduating on time and are academically eligible to play on the next level. He said, winning will happen. And I've been trying my best to live that, you know, them not seeing, you know, you, you know everybody knows you live a personal life, but they shouldn't, your kids shouldn't know you drink. You, you, uh, 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 your players shouldn't know if you're single, your players shouldn't know you, you, you run the streets with women like they they shouldn't whether that's who you are or not behind closed doors what they see needs to be a, a positive young role model because we're young role models if you think about it, it needs to be a positive young role model um so that they can uh in turn aspire to be that you know i had a student ask me why i wear a shirt and tie to work every every um every day i said because that's what i want y'all to see I want you to see that. I said, I'm not going to look like this for basketball practice, but for this, these first six classes I got to teach every day, you're going to see me in a shirt and tie with pants and shoes on because I need you to know that it's possible for a young man to look professional and carry himself like a professional. So, I mean, like that's that's just my thoughts on it. Coach Kirk? Yeah, it's not, I don't think it's even close 
especially at the high school level, that our number one responsibility as a coach is to be a positive role model and to develop kids of character and to be positive members of society, to be better brothers and sisters, to be better sons and daughters, to be go out and be become a good husband and wife and be a good person in society. And like you said, when you first started coaching, we think, hey, our job is to win games. Yeah. And obviously that is our job, is to win games. But the more the older I get and the more I've been coaching, the more I understand that the number one job is to be a positive role model and be a positive influence on these kids' lives. And um, I mean, and so I mean, I teach weight training class, strength and conditioning class to the majority of our athletes in school, and I tell them, I tell them in our first time meeting every year, I'm like, this is the most important class that you're ever going to take in high school. Not because I'm teaching it, where I'm biased because I say strength training is the most important, but there is no other, there is no better breeding ground for being a success in life than through training and hard work and strength and conditioning, and then also through athletics. And so I take my job seriously where, yeah, I'm the strength coach. My job is to maximize their potential as athletes, but my job also is to use my position and my platform to maximize their potential in all areas of life. And that's my number one focus. And the longer I've been coaching, the more um, sense of responsibility I've felt for needing to be able to do that. And it's just so funny because you have stories where coaches don't, you know. And it's so, it's way more... They say, you know, negative spreads, negativity spreads, you know, positivity does not. And it's the the guys that I associate, I, you can't associate yourself with everybody, but the guys that I choose to associate myself with are guys that are positive role models, that you don't hear things, you know, that, that you did, that, that can always get hired, that never having a, a serious issues, are great husbands, are great fathers, you know. Uh, uh, just our great men to know. Um, and uh, Josh, where are you? I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a. I agree 100 percent that that as as coaches, our first our first responsibility is the development of of, of a person. Okay, um, we have to we have to ensure that the young men and the young women that we're guiding, we're guiding them in a morally sound direction and not just saying we're trying to win games. But I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go as far to say, you know, as coaches, we are human. I mean, we are human, pardon me, we're human. So we're gonna make mistakes. We're gonna gonna have shortcomings. But the catch, I guess, it is um, with us when we when we go through those shortcomings, we go through those mistakes. Um, like like Coach Kerr said earlier, we have to have such a, a strong relationship with 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 the, with the children and the, um, we coach and, and the parents that we deal with um, that they have to know all of our efforts are still genuine and what's best for the kid, even through our mistakes. But I agree one hundred percent that um, our first job as coaches are to be positive role models, but with that being said, being a devil's advocate here, um, 
Yeah, we got to be positive role models, but you can be as positive if you want. But if you're not winning, you're not going to have a job very long. I, I, I don't care how many kids you, you, you get to graduate, how many kids you – getting kids in school on a consistent basis might save you a little while longer. But at the end of the day, in this profession, it's about winning. So where do we toe that line? See, but here's the thing, though, Josh. It, 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 you're saying what you just said was – you know, you can sign. You can get kids signed all the time. This that you know. If you're if you're con- consistently having kids sign, trust me, you're winning. No, I, I, no, 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 no. I, I trust don't me, agree. you're winning games. I, I don't agree. I don't. You don't agree. agree you're winning I, games. I, I, I've seen coaches get kids signed on a regular and not win at a high level. I, 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 you you got. You, you might not get to. Let me say this. You might not get to a state championship. No, um, no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not talking about winning championships. See, but I'm, I'm talking about people. You, for instance, um, kids on a, every every year since I've known you, you've had kids sign, and, and, and every year since I've known you, you have been extremely successful. I've been fortunate to have the best of both worlds, or all, all, all three worlds. Kids graduate. Kids sign to go to. I've never, and I've been blessed, and all glory go to God. I've not had one year where anything less than two kids have signed. Okay, I've never, and that's and, and that's almost twenty years of coaching. But what I'm saying is, and I've been success, been been blessed to have some success as far as wins versus losses, as far as the number being greater on on the left side of the column than the right side. But I am going to be real enough to know, from my experience, I've seen coaches do. Two of the latter, get them graduate and get them in school, but the wins don't add up. I mean, are they putting in the work that? Because I believe that as a coach, you you do have a job to do as far as coaching is concerned. You got to put in that work. You got to get in the lab with the kids. The the reason why your kids some some kids do get signed off of talent, yes, but nine times out of ten, it's about how you have trained them, how they have bought into a system. The reason why your your gym stays packed. With with college coaches is because you're winning games and and but it's because of the work that you have done with the kids. You have talent, but you still have to find a way to get that talent to play together. So these guys that you got that you're talking about that are not winning, that are having kids sign off of talent or whatever else, they still had to do something to attract that. You have you have kids. Kids are getting signed because they're going to play with the right AAU team. You feel what I'm saying? And then they come to the gym and they come to the gym and see the kid in a losing environment. But at the same time, that's on what the kid has done. Now, if the coach is doing his job on the high school level, I believe, I've never made it past the second oh. round, but I would like to say I have been somewhat successful on. In, 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 I'm going to let Micah get a point out. I, I, can, I mean, I, it, it's obvious. We it's, it's clear that our job as coaches is to win games, and if you don't win, you're yeah. going to lose. But I think that the first priority needs to be developing positive role models and positive citizens, right. and obviously that you also need to win. But I don't, and especially at the high school level, right? you should not put winning above, above character. And I think that, I think that guys that do that, and they, even though they do win, I don't think they should. I, I, I would, if I was in an administrative role and I had a guy that was consistently going to the playoffs and consistently competing for state championships, but he was a terrible person in developing terrible kids, 
I wouldn't want him to be my coach. And if I was a parent, I wouldn't want that guy coaching my kids either. I wouldn't so, want him around my kids. 100%. So we need to win games as coaches, but it should not be placed above above developing character. And like, and even at the college level, like I know that's a big business, but like I root against Louisville football because I cannot stand Bobby Petrino. Mm. He's a bad. He, he's not a good person, and I don't think he should be. I understand college athletics is a big business, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't want my kid to go play for him either. I mean, but that's that's exactly what I'm talking about right there. Minus all the variables, you got to be a great person. All the variables, like you say, yeah, you work hard. Yeah, you do this. But minus all the variables. Where do we toe that line, and when it when does it begin to be overlooked? When it becomes down to winning and doing the right thing, because like you said, you just oh, oh, oh you just said Petrino, right? You can look at Louisville basketball coach. I if if I, I if if an average basketball coach at the D one level has that situation, he's fired off the muscle. There's no there's no he's not able to say, well I didn't know it was going on. He's fired off the muscle. His career is probably over. Rick Pitino is fine. I mean, they, they got their NCAA allegations and they're appealing them and everything right now. But because of all of the winning, I don't. I, it has nothing to do with character on that one. Because of all of the winning, Rick Pitino is safe. So that's what I'm asking. That's what I'm playing the devil's advocate on. Where do we, where is the cutoff? For me, the person, like you said, the cutoff is this. My child's moral legacy is more important than their athletic legacy any day because that's what they're going to be remembered for that like like as great of a running back as oj simpson was every young kid now 25 and younger only remembers him as the dude that got off the murder charge and the dude that went back to jail for kidnapping that's it so your moral legacy is what you're going to be remembered for over athletics any day which is why which is ludicrous to me why terrell Owens still hasn't got into the NFL Hall of Fame, and and and, you know? and really hadn't done, hadn't committed right. out one crime. Right. So so it's like those things, and I think, and I and I personally believe he should be in it because, like you said, I don't think he did anything legally wrong. But the the the, the, the where where do we where's that line told? Well, you need to do both. You need to to be a successful coach. You need to develop kids. To be positive role models, positive citizens, and you need to win. If you are only doing one, I don't think you are going to last as a coach. If you're winning games but are a terrible person and developing terrible kids, eventually somebody people are going to like well, this guy's too much. I would say if you're a great dude, if you're a great dude, and you're not winning. They're going to say, "Hey, we love you, but administration. Hey, I love you. You're a great dude, but." It's not getting, you're not getting it done here. See, so you need to be able to do both, in my opinion. On the and and I do agree with 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 both statements. For me, it's kind of like I'm trying to find. It's kind of like I believe one affects the other, right? Positively or negatively. I, I think they both affect each other. I think that if you have to decide between your morality or winning, then that's not the job for you. If, if that's what it is, if they're saying, hey, look, you know, you could do this. If you're if, hey, coach, you got to win these amount of games. No, we don't care how much you have signed somebody, how much this and that. Whatever you got to do to win these games, we want you to win. You got to do this. Um, I don't think I could. Li- I, I would not be able to work 
in a place like that, a place where my kids are not getting written up, they're acting a fool. See, yeah, and see, that's, what, that's exactly what I'm talking about. The question isn't with the people at this table. You're a good man. You're a good man. I wouldn't associate my. We wouldn't be sitting down doing this podcast. We wouldn't want Michael to be here every time. If if you were bad, if if, if you guys were bad people, and that's not to judge because we all have shortcomings. But how is the Rick Pitino situation overlooked? How how did the coach from Baylor get away with that for so long? Because if if it doesn't hit the media, is he still the coach at Baylor? You see what I'm saying? So it's like what. For me, like you said, we all know what the cutoff is. You can't, you have to be morally sound because you're leading people. You're leading men, you're leading women, and young men and young women. You're leading people. So it calls for you to be morally sound. Not morally perfect, but morally sound. And in and, and worst case scenario, like you said, your actions and your advice should never be morally bad or negative to the person, people that you're leading. So. It's, 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 it's going to be a tough situation. We all, I agree with um, Coach Kurtz, you have to do both. You have to. But on the real side of it, on the on the real side of it, I know some people that society would consider a scum bucket still leading kids because they win. Oh, it's, and, and, exactly. And, and so, it's, so it's obviously that some people, some schools, some universities place winning over character. Right. Obviously, all three of us that are sitting here don't think that should be that should happen but we're uh we're just high school coaches and then there's ad's making million dollars at colleges that that don't agree with our points right there yeah, I, I was listening to a guy yesterday speak I, jesus is it's rick torbett from better basketball um he said he said there's theory and then there's reality and he said there's a difference between theory in theory what we're saying is, you know, you, you got to be morally this and this, that, and the third. But the reality of the situation for some people in certain positions is because they win, they don't have to be moral. They don't have to be. Um, they don't have to be morally responsible. Right, because they win at, at such a high level, and that's and that's what I'm talking about. When do we, as a society, and we want to bring this to a close, we can move to the next topic. But when do we, as a society, say, "Hey, enough is enough"? But Michael, you're right. It, it, it's going to come out, and you're going to get caught. Because here's 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 what's even more like, and I wouldn't wish any man to lose their job. That's not my style. Mm -hmm. I can't stand when people wish bad on another person. But as much admiration and respect I have for Rick Pitino as a coach, and I say have, not had, because I'm trying not to be judgmental here, but. I think him living with the fact that people know, he know people with common sense knew that he knew what was going on, okay? I think that's harder to digest than, than, than losing a big game. So just the fact that he knows that people knew that, like you said, it came out, and he's going to have to live with that for the rest of his life. Um, like the situation that happened at Penn State with those, with those babies that were molested. Those, some people are going to have to live with that for the rest of their lives. So... The moral compass should be always doing it. See, right but, here, but here's the question: um, You said they got to live with it, so of course they're sorry, right? Right. Are they sorry they did it, or are they sorry they got caught? And that is, was, the, is, was, is, is is the question at that point. That, because and that's what I'm talking about in sports, though, which kind of gets into some of our next topics. I don't I don't want to I don't want to skip around. Well, just, but like go how going into the next topic, how the way society responds to different events, into way. The athletic world responds to different events. Okay, um, with 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 
some of the athletes that they get caught. You got you got you have people in the NFL that has manslaughter charges that were able to continue to play, drug charges that were able to continue to play. In society, we don't in, in regular society outside of the sports world, the children that we're coaching, we have to teach them that they aren't going to get those multiple chances. They aren't going to get the 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 the, the privileged opportunity to get off like that. So that's why I think being a role model is so important because like a lot of the stuff we go through, society response versus athletic response as far as discipline isn't real. Mm-hmm. You know, the regular people like me and you, we get a DUI, we get pulled over, we're getting arrested. <laughs> yeah. We, and, and we're probably going to lose our jobs. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we're getting arrested. But then you can literally have Dante Stallworth get a DUI and kill someone and he was playing wide receiver. He continued to play wide receiver in the NFL. God forbid, I don't want it to happen to anyone, but if it happens to regular people, that that person's probably going the, to jail. The lady with, with her kids. Yeah, you know, it's, it's the, so so like, what what are we giving off in the athletic arena? That because it also at the end of the day, it only affects it affects the adults too, but it affects the youth the most because that the way they think. As much as a kid might want to say they want to be growing, they got their own mind. It's they're still learning for the from the people that are older than them. And, and they watch more ESPN than probably I do. So they hear the stories of how this guy got this and this guy got that. Um, so to a certain degree, they feel as though they're above. If they're a good athlete, if they're a great athlete, they can come in above that. And to bring it back to high school. So y'all know I just got back off the road from Atlanta. Uh, I was at a coach's clinic. And one of the coaches out of Georgia was talking about the situation that happened over this high school in Georgia shortly before the uh, state championship game, maybe one or two days. A kid got arrested in close proximity to the state championship, probably about two days. The, The administration, whoever... Helped him to get out. And he played in that game. So, he got out of jail and was in practice the next day. Played in the state championship. And that's so, that's where we kind of get a bad name in the sports arena. And, and that's what I'm saying. Where, to me, it should have been a reprimand, period. You know, we have, you're talking about setting a standard for kids and having the kids and having them learn these lessons that the, the, that the NFL... Or or, 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 or or superstars they're superstars like they can afford that lawyer that's going to put in whatever deposition got to be made and, and, and find the loophole they can afford that they can afford that one million dollar an hour lawyer mm-hmm. your mama can't afford that you in high school your mama can't afford that lawyer so guess what you're going to get you're going to get a, a, a public defender who has a, a, a heavy load and you're, and you're going to go to I mean so now well, so, now so Coach what? Curse, what do we learn from that, though? Like he just said, I don't know who he's, who he's talking about, but a kid gets arrested right before the state championship game. And I don't want to know who he's talking about. He and, shouldn't and, play. And, and, and what, so what did that kid learn from that situation? That he can get away with stuff. And he got away with it then. And now he thinks he's 21, 22 years old. He gets in trouble again. If Toe on the line and say, hey, even if I do get caught, I'll get out of it. No, you're not going to get out of it. They they let you go then, did not teach you any type of life lesson, and now it's going to catch up with you in the long run. And like um, like we said, I mean, 
like Coach English, like you said, there's a difference between in theory and in reality. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> and in in theory, should those professional athletes that, that got caught, should they be punished the same as everybody else? Probably yes. But in reality, in this world that we live in, if you got money, you're going to have privilege. And that's, that's reality. And you just got to understand that's what it is. It is what it is. We can't change that. All we can do is try and live live right so we don't get caught because we know we don't have the, we don't have the money to get out of stuff like this pro athletes yeah and, and and that's the thing man it's like the way society responds like because if that kid wasn't a great football player about to play for a state championship i don't see anyone from the school going to get a regular kid that just goes to english math science and arts every day to get them out of jail they, they, they aren't going to do that it would have been strictly up to the kid so we have to be as role models we have to be very very careful how we treat our what what we teach our kids, we have to give them the real because everyone's not going to be Kevin Durant, everyone's not going to be LeBron, and that's a lot of times that's why I, I'm so high on LeBron. Not because oh he's the best, one of the greatest to ever walk the planet. We can have a debate about that on the show one day too. But like, he's a role model. He is he is not perfect, but he is a role model. And our youth, not black kids. Not white kids. All kids need to see people doing positive things like that. Because the more we, the more positive energy we put into the world, the more positive things happen. So LeBron being a role model like that is big for me. So we we have to continue to be great role models as, as coaches. Yeah, I mean, what you just said about possibly doing a show sometime on LeBron, I think, is an unbelievable idea because LeBron, for being famous since he was. 13, 14 years old, and to have never been caught up in any type of scandal, any type of lawsuit, any type of arrest, um, it's unbelievable how he, how just that man's character is unbelievable. With all the women that have throw themselves, them throw throw themselves at him, and he's never been caught up in anything like that. Um, he's a great father, a great husband. And I and I mean, you can, like you said, I mean, I love the idea of a show on LeBron because we debate every day about who who's better. I mean, not me and Coach Taylor. We have the same <laughs> yeah. we have the same view, but our with yeah. our kids really. Yeah. About who's greater greater player all time, LeBron or MJ? Everybody always has it. But I'll say this: I think LeBron has is going to make a much bigger impact on society. Than Michael Jordan. Yeah. LeBron stands up for social issues. LeBron's a great role model. Michael Jordan. I mean, he didn't. He didn't take stands on societal issues or anything like that. Well, I, I just in in that sense, I, I think also. I think he, Michael Jordan's agenda was a little bit. He was a just they're just two different people, and I, and Michael Jordan's impact on basketball. I do think as Michael Jordan's impact was on basketball. LeBron's impact is on society. I think oh, 100%. They, have, they have two different 100%. They have two different talking because that goes into the next topic. Who can the kids look up to then? I mean, it's 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 what professional athletes can they look I up mean, to? I mean, like I, I'm going to be honest like I I my son's 4 um and I and I've talked to him about the Colin Kaepernick situation. Mm-hmm. I I um I I let him watch certain things and I think that we as parents 
have to kind of navigate that when they're young. Say, hey, this is what. Because if they'll look up to whatever we look up to. If we're sitting there glorifying, whatever we're going to glorify as kids. Because I know Lord Edison, he comes and sits right. If I'm watching football, he'll come and sit right next to me. I know he's going to be a Giants fan. Why? Because daddy always watches the Giants. So I know that's what he's going to be. So if they see me. What would be terrible for that child? Go ahead. <laughs> Let's not start that. <laughs> Let's not start that debate. Um, but uh, in that sense, I think that they can look up to the people like the LeBron James, people who actually say something when it's time for something to be said, who actually they'll get on their social media and be positive and, 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 and try to back whatever. So try to try to find a way to attack whatever social issue is available on um, 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 the Bennett brothers in football. I think they do a good job of being socially conscious and, and carrying themselves in a particular way in which they they might not say it co- the, the, uh, 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 the most articulate way, but they're, they, they're very, very conscious of what's going on and, and, and do a lot in the community. And I think those are the type of people that we should want our kids to, to look up to but the problem is, like uh, uh, me and Coach Curse were saying, or, uh, I think we were talking off air, you know, negativity, or oh, that might have been on air, but negativity, it spreads quickly. But so yeah, you'll it, hear it, more, you'll hear more about, uh, 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 like I oh saw yeah. something for Ray Carruth meeting his son. I was like, oh, I even, I didn't even know this was what, what, still a what, relevant neg- story. Neg- negativity, negativity um, makes news. Let me, sells. let me put this disclaimer out right here. Charles Barkley said in a commercial a long time ago, I am not a role model. You're right, Chuck. And I don't need you. Per- technically, I don't need you to be a role model for my sons. Uh-huh. I don't. I don't. But in those, theory, those guys, those guys that go far and beyond to make sure they are putting forth a good image for kids, not a perfect image. Mm-hmm. You see, I don't need you to be perfect because I tell my sons all the time I'm not perfect. Yeah, My wife isn't perfect. I'm not giving my sons a fairy tale. But am I going, was I was I a little happy when I found out my oldest son was a big-time Steph Curry fan? Yes, because he's a great role model. Yeah. Was I happy that Jason loves LeBron James? Yes, because they're great role models. And, 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 and I was so excited that they love John Wall. And the reason why I'm glad they love John Wall, because John Wall didn't have a perfect start. Mm-hmm. But he continued to grow, and that's what life is about. People being role models. So the guys that do step outside of that comfort zone of what is not required of them, thank you. I want to say thank you because you don't have to do that because our kids need, at the end of the day, you're blessed with a lot. And you might say, well, I earned this. Yeah, you might, but somebody helped you along the way to get to that point. And I really appreciate the guys that don't take that for granted and are good role models for our kids. Not perfect. Not perfect role models. Just because you you might get a weed charge. You might get something, but that does not mean you can't be a role model. But the ones that are brave enough to stand for something, I appreciate you. That's why, I mean, I think that's it's awesome right now that more of these athletes are embracing being a role model and speaking out on social issues. And I think it's, it's great for kids to look up to them and see that and see them standing for something. And, I mean, and so it's interesting, I mean, like, so Muhammad Ali was big, big socially conscious um, on societal issues. Then the next generation where you got like Michael Jordan and Charles Barkley, they were just about basketball. Yeah, I think they, were, they were more about fo- the brands. They were worried about branding. But, were, and I think and that, but I think that they were, they were. Yeah. 
And I think they, I don't know, I mean, obviously you don't know what was going through their heads head, at that time, yeah. They thought, hey, if I speak out on societal issues, it's going to mess up my brand. Yeah, yeah. But now these guys are starting to say, hey, I am the brand. The brand. I'm bigger than the brand. I I can make the brand what I want, and I'm, I'm going to speak out on my views, and it's not going to affect my brand. And now they can also embrace making an impact on society as well on social issues and being a positive role model. And so I salute LeBron, uh, Steph Curry, um, D. Wade, um, Carr from the Raiders. Yeah. I mean, those guys are those guys are those guys speak out and they're good role models. Uh, not just by living right, but also by speaking out um, when stuff goes wrong in the world. Yeah, and I, and I, another person, and he's probably not an athlete, but he's associated with sports um, that my kids listen to. Um, and I let them listen to him because I listen to the show. Um, I listen to First Take, and Stephen A. Smith is probably one of my favorite guys because he's extremely articulate and he speaks out on social issues and when they come up, you know, and and he speaks his mind. Whatever it is, he'll tell you it's his it's his thought, his idea. And I like the fact of my kids speaking their mind, especially if it's right. Whether you agree or disagree, we can agree to disagree. We can all sit here and have a discussion, and we could all be on separate ends of whatever the disagreement is, but at the end of the day, we respect one another's opinions. And uh, I think that right or wrong, you know, for whatever it is he does, does a great job of articulating that. Uh, like you said, LeBron James, Steph Curry. I mean, and the list goes on and on. It's, gr- it's uh, growing uh, every uh, year. Uh, what Jared, that was a, not Jared, uh, 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 Tex, uh, the Texans defense. J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt and what he did down in Texas. I mean, you know, things like that are things that you see, but it's not, you, you hear about it, but it's not really that much glorified to the extent that it should be. No, I, because... It's not newsworthy. It's not. It's not what should be a hot topic. A hot topic is Zeke and and should he be suspended or not? And and the fact that Zeke has not yet said I didn't do it. He's saying the process that they went by suspending me by is what? Well, you didn't say you didn't do it. And that's what. Yeah. And the, news, <laughs> the news law and and I think the reason is that those are big topics is because really, majority of people like to see people fail. They'd rather see people fail than see them win. And like like Coach Daly said, he would never he would never wish somebody to do bad. And I yeah, yeah, oh, sincerely yeah. uh, believe that is in Coach Daly's heart because I'm with Coach Daly every day and I'd never hear him speak poorly of anybody. And Coach Daly wants everybody to win. And unfortunately, a lot of people in society want to see people lose and, that, <laughs> and that's why the news is reporting it because people like to see that so i mean hopefully more people will start rooting for people to win instead of rooting for people to lose i, I think that when you <laughs> that's, that's gonna take a lot of <laughs> a good friend of mine a good friend of mine doc he uh he always says you got to put that good decals uh, karma juju he says, you better got to put that good juju out there so it, it, so some of it will come back on you. And, and, and Josh does a great job of, of ne- I've never heard him say a negative word. Not one negative word. He might say something about me. Yeah, but, yeah but, he'll say negative yeah. stuff about us. Yeah, he'll not, say negative stuff about us. Not people he doesn't yeah, know. Not, yeah. Only my friends. It's like, y'all make me feel great every day. Every day. Yeah, so, you got so it's a two-way street. But let's, let's, let's bring this thing to a close. I know we've been talking and... Um, I'll start with my closing statement. My closing statement is here. We're talking about role models. 
And my um, question is this, and I will try to be as brief as possible. My question goes to the NFL, my question goes to the sports world, because you make a lot of money. And um, which way is the right way? How, how are you going to change the element of, of being a role model for these young people? We do know we have great individuals making individual stands. Um, even to talk about the Colin Kaepernick, um, I do think that, that, that should be a whole show. But here's a man that took a stand for something the correct way. He didn't get out and curse people out. He didn't throw a rock through a window. He used his rights in a way on the platform that he had. And I know I every time in my class every day when the Pledge of Allegiance come on, I stand up, I salute the flag. But he was kneeling for a cause. That same thing that J.J. Watt did, he, did he, he came up with something to help people. Colin Kaepernick was trying to help people. He wasn't doing that just to be a rebel. There is, and, and, and a lot of times we don't want to talk about these things, but I think he took a stand as a role model because there is a problem with race in America. And anybody that wants to say, no, it isn't, I don't really want to deal with you because you aren't a realist. And a lot of some people are like, oh, I don't agree with how he, how he did it. What platform would you have had him use it on? If you don't agree with how he, he's an NFL football player, that's his largest platform. He took a knee because he wants a certain group of people to stop being oppressed. That's okay for him to do that. He has the right to do that. Should he have a job in NFL? Yes. Does the NFL owners have to hire him? No. So you do have a chokehold on him. But you guys, and I'm talking to you NFL folk, and I'm talking to you owners, y'all are going to have to take a deep look in the mirror. Yeah, 100% of y'all are probably never going to be harassed by a police officer because you're black. 100% of y'all are probably going to never really have to worry about your family members being harassed in that matter. But 100% of you guys should care about your brothers and sisters in America that might not be from the same race as you to stop having to go through that. And if Colin Kaepernick was willing to sacrifice his career to put to, 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 to just to simply take a knee and say, look, we got to do something about this. He was still a great teammate. He still came to work on time. He still did his job, but he took a stand with the platform that he had and he was not legally or morally wrong for that. And everything that you guys countered on him was, well, he's disrespecting the troops. He's disrespecting the flag. That's not why he was kneeling. He was kneeling because he wants equity and equality and for, for social rights for all people in America, not just the majority. I'm not saying this to give this man a job because it obviously it looks like he managed his money well and, and, and he's going to be okay. But I do hope he does get back in the NFL. But my question to you, NFL, is when are y'all going to start promoting role models for these young kids? Because if criminals, drug dealers, and murderers, I don't want to say murderers, but people that, that's, that's, that's kept taking someone else's life or even been on trial for a murder can come back and play, why can't this man who took a knee for people to get equality get a second chance? Shoot. Add to that, perpetrators of domestic violence. I mean, you know, they were, had an opportunity to come back and and have jobs and I think that the wrong things there's an issue in our in our society if a man who stands up for what he believes is condemned 
by his 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 employers. You know, it, these people, and I don't want to continue this this on 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 Colin Kaepernick, but these people conspired amongst themselves to not to say no one is going to hire him. There's 30 NFL teams. What is it? 30? 32. 32 NFL teams, right? Something like that. So there's 62 quarterbacks. Let's say first and second string. You got 62 quarterbacks. Let me talk about third string or fourth string. Third, third string. You got 62 quarterbacks. Let's say 28 of those quarterbacks are better than Colin Kaepernick. That means he's still better than over fifty percent of the quarterbacks there, and you're not going to hire the man to do a job. I don't that, think he's not hired because of a no, no, no. I'm, I'm just saying performance. My, that's what I'm saying. My, my, that's my point is that you're not hiring off hiring him because you're this. You have made you have made a decision about the NFL, uh, 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 the NFL fans. You've made a decision for the NFL fans because you think it's going to hurt your bottom line. You think that it's going to be people that are going to. Um, Boycott games because Colin Kaepernick has a job, and I think some people tried to start a boycott of the NFL. And the thing is, it's too many. It's too yeah. many. That's that's not going to work. <laughs> yeah. It's just theory and reality. Yeah. What, what, your, what are your thoughts? What are your, some of your final thoughts, Mike? Well, I mean, I, what both of you guys said was very eloquently spoken. It's one hundred percent true. There is a racial problem in the U.S., in the world. Um, It's sad. It's 2017, and it seems like it's getting worse and not getting better, which um, going back to the very beginning of the show, we talked about being positive role models, and I think that's another reason why our job is so important to be positive role models and to develop kids of character because yep. look at AC Flora. AC Flora High School, we're about 50-50 white and black. We have kids that come from million-dollar homes. We have kids that come from the projects. They're, on Coach Daly's basketball team, he's going to have kids that never would have spoken to each other in their life except now they're on the same basketball team and now they're getting to know each other they're learn they're they're learning about each other's personalities, their cultures, and there there's no other place in the world that can help stop, slow down. I mean, racism I don't see ending anytime soon, but right. trying to make it better, there's no better place than in athletics and in sports, and that's why it's our job, and that's why um, I take. I take the being a positive role model and developing kids of character extremely seriously, and that's why um, it's awesome to be able to work with Coach Taley, who that's I know that is his number one goal, and he is an unbelievable role model. And I know just from knowing you, Coach English, over the last couple of years, I, you're an unbelievable guy. That that's what we need in this world is coaches that are teaching the, the these these character development, and hopefully. And again, like me and Coach English talked off the air about about um, strength and conditioning, and he went his kids wanted to be able to throw uh, 360 dunks down. And like, hey, why is it not happening right like that? It's it's a process, and racism is not going to just stop just like that. No. But we got to just continually try and 
and and teach and, and love and coach and develop kids 360 holistically mm-hmm. about everything and that's why I take my job so seriously and I know that's I know that's what you guys are about and I just hope there's more coaches out here like you guys yeah man and this and I, and I think it's a very wholesome show hopefully hopefully coach Kurtz agrees with us and, and, and becomes a regular but um We'll make this the final statement. Let me break it down for you right here in case for some of y'all people that don't understand why Colin Kaepernick was taking the knee because you might, most people still think, oh, y'all still have the same rights. And if you don't know, I don't have a problem with talking about race because I'm not a racist. And if you don't know by now, Michael Kurtz is white and I'm black. And we talk about issues all the time. And this is one of, he's become one of my closest friends, okay? Because we're transparent. And if there is a question, we don't have a problem we're talking to each other about it. But let me say, if you look at the last couple of my tweets, I, I put a hashtag, and I, um, something, it's hashtags for everything, but this hashtag for me, I put beating 355. And, and I put it on a few of my last couple of tweets on the hashtag, and if you put, and, and, and people might say, well, what does beating 355 mean? Well, I'm gonna tell you what beating 355 means. The slave trade in America for African Americans started in 1619. Slavery ended in 1865. That's, that's, that's just about 246 years, okay? 240, no, two, what, 245, 245 years, okay? From 1865, the Civil Rights Act wasn't signed until 1964, 1963. You just added another 99 to that 200 and what, 45? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that, that's, that's what now? 345. Okay, that's 345. Let's say from 1964 to 1980, everything was peachy. I'm gonna give you those 16 years. But then in 1980, something called a war on drugs occurred. And we all know how that went for the black community. Don't sell drugs if you don't wanna go to jail, I understand that. So we just added another 10 years to that, to that, to that 345. Now we're up to 355. The reason why Colin Kaepernick was taking knee because for 355 years in this country, a specific group was singly discriminated against. That's an unbelievable gap that we have to close. Now that's a whole nother show that we would have to talk about to understand all of the strongholds that was created within that 355 year gap. So I'm giving you the 16 years I just said from 64 to 80 and from 1990, let's say everything was peachy to 2017. That's only 43 years you're saying that it was equal. That's why he was taking a knee. Not because he disrespects his country. And if you look at Colin Kaepernick's story, you will see even more. But with that being said, we're going to sign out. We appreciate you guys for listening, and we will be getting with you next week. Well, you know, uh, join the conversation. Uh, first off, we'd like to thank Coach Kirsch for coming through. Uh, please become a regular. Uh, yeah, yeah, appreciate his, you guys having me on. Add his name appreciate to the show. Yeah, we're going to have to add his with name the to the show. Right here, Coach English, <laughs> Coach Telly. Appreciate you guys. Uh, we Like, like always, uh, join the conversation. Uh, you can email to join the conversation. You can email us at the Staley and English Show. That's A N D, the Staley and English Show at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on YouTube at the Staley and English Show. Uh, it's not hard to remember. It's long, but it's not hard to remember. Join the conversation. Send us your comments, uh, shout outs. Um, we're also starting to take um, advertising. So if you have a business that you'd like to advertise, you know, email us, the Staley and English Show at gmail.com. Enjoy your week. 
Um, no matter what happens, put God first. Everything else will follow. Peace. Greatness is not this uh, wonderful, esoteric, elusive, uh, God-like feature that only the special among us are, will ever taste. You know, it's something that truly exists in all of us. It's very simple. This is what I believe, and I'm willing to die for it. That's simple. I know who I am, and I know what I believe. I know who I am, I know who, what I believe. That's all I need to know. And that's all I need to know. So from there, you do what you need to do. You know? And I think what happens is we make the situation more complex than it has to be. Because we're looking for complexity. It's got to be something complex to understand. It can't be that easy. No. The separation of talent and skill is one of the, 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 the greatest misunderstood concepts for people who are trying to excel, who have dreams, that want to do things. Talent you have naturally. Skill is only developed by hours and hours and hours of beating on your craft. I think that there's a certain delusional quality that all successful people have to have. You have to believe that something different than what has happened for the last 50 million years of history. You have to believe that something different can happen. Can happen. Can happen. Can happen. Can happen.